0: Tēnā koutou. You're listening to a Core Education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibilities.
1: Tēnā koutou katoa. Ko Rochelle toku My name's Rochelle and I'm here today with Sarah Whiting, a facilitator at Core Education, who focuses on a range of things, but in particular a specialty area is mentoring and coaching. And we're here today to talk about the art of intentional listening. Kia ora Sarah.
0: Kia ora Rochelle, kia ora koutou, ko Sarah and yes it's my pleasure to talk about the art of intentional listening. Now as humans we have been socially conditioned to when we listen to people to make connections to share our own stories we call it autobiographical listening in terms of we're looking for the bit that we can connect with and that we can go oh I'm listening to you I'm going to respond with my part of the story in a coaching and mentoring world we want to move away from autobiographical listening into the world of intentional listening and the reason for this is because our job as a coach and mentor is to provide a space where our mentees, those that we work with, are uninterrupted by other thoughts, feelings, biases. It's about them having the space to see themselves, to be the mirror, or we're the mirror, to reflect what's going on in their world. So when we think about intentional listening, it's about us getting out of our own head as the coach and mentor and being moving away from our own perceptions our own biases and our own ideas so when I work with with clients with people in this role one thing that I do is prior to the session I almost do a wee ritual where I shake everything out I put a little bubble around myself and I make sure that I am fully immersed in what's going to be said so when I come into the session I come with no agenda and I'll I always will open it with So what's going on for you? How have you been since our last session? And this really gives a space for people to decide what's going to come into that session. The other part of intentional listening is sitting with a space where you notice. It's about noticing and observing. So you are noticing the words and the phrases and the behaviours that are being shared with you. Some of the cues in this might be the language they use. They might talk about an event through saying about the things they see, they saw, or the things they felt, or the things that they heard, or how it smelt. And so what we do as a coach, a mentor, is to listen for those cues and then reflect them back in how we respond. So for example, if someone's talking about an event and they're talking about it in terms of how they see it, What I would say back is, it seems to me that you see this. I can see that for you, this has been really challenging. And what happens when you do that is clients or the people you work with go, ah, yep, that's how I see it or that's how I felt. And you're hearing me and it feels really good to have someone to hear me. And in light of that, you're also looking for the things that they, the emotions that come with it, the energy levels. And their level of thinking. Are they just in a space where it's survival? I and mean, a lot of us can feel that at the moment in our current climate. Or are they thriving and they're able to problem solve? Are they able to look at it from multiple angles? And we utilize this knowledge. And the other part of that noticing is also being aware of their perceptions and bias. So not only do we have to go, I come with my own perceptions, I come with my own bias and I come with my own ideas. I'm going to put them in a box and just hold them lightly on my shoulder and then I'm listening for their biases, their perceptions and their ideas. And my job is then to reflect them back and to get them to look at it from other other perspectives. So one thing that quite often comes up is I feel that I'm inadequate. I believe that so-and-so thinks i'm not good enough and my job then is to go tell me more about that what is the story behind that and what is the evidence and by doing that what happens is they re-examine so for people that i've done that with they've gone ah okay no i haven't got any evidence that's my bias that's my thinking my perception i need to go and check so he's supporting a shift in thinking. And what we're doing is hearing what they're saying, reflecting it back and providing that space for them to navigate where they go to next. And we really need to connect with their what, what things mean to them because actually it's their journey. If we infiltrate their journey, their experience with our own autobiograph or autobiography, our own thoughts and feelings, then we're taking it away from them. We're devaluing them in that space we're making an assumption that they can't fix it for themselves or can't find a solution or a way forward. So in order for them to actually grow, they need to own the process. So what we do in light of that, and I think for me, a lot of my time is, yes, we do set goals and sessions. If a goal doesn't come naturally, then what I tend to do is talk about, say, for example, when I was saying about how others perceive Uh, an individual, then I will say, so what can we do about it? How can we shift that? What is it that we need to look at from a different angle? And how can I, as your coach and mentor, support you there? And people will then come back the next session and saying, you know, I didn't need to do anything. I just needed to be heard. And then when I realized what I'd said, uh, how I felt, and I realized there was no evidence for it, then I didn't need to change anything. Or they'll go, you know what? Since our conversation last time, I've been able to go back. I've had a conversation with, with John, for example, and he has and I completely misinterpreted what he was saying. Um, so therefore, we've been able to kind of find a common ground. I found a better way of communicating with him um, on our way forward. So all in all, what we're trying to do is be that mirror being that provider of space, and actually being a champion. And to be a champion, you need to listen. You can't do for, you can't make an assumption, you can't drive for that other person. So we need to sit back and listen.
1: Kia ora. Is there any feedback that you get from people when they have gone through a mentoring and coaching experience with you? So what tends to
0: come back, and I've got, I've got a couple of people who have... Been with me for a wee while, so because we've got in a space where we are have got such strong trust, and they know that my listening is not non judgmental. I don't come with any hidden agenda or any agenda at all. I'm just there for them. Is they have really learned to look at themselves in different ways, and one person in particular who's on top of my mind at the moment she's really talked about the growth in herself and it's been a very personal growth not necessarily a professional growth as we know though our personal and professional lives are interwoven so the fact that she's made that shift personally and she's got a better understanding of who she is and she's seen herself move from A right through to Z um, in what she's capable of that's going to have a direct impact on how she interacts with those around her. And I think of other people who, who I've worked with, particularly leaders, who have made an assumption that they're making things better for others by doing things for them. And once you've listened to where that's come from, their kind of feedback has been, oh, actually, by doing that, I'm doing them a disservice. So... And I don't actually need to do it for them. I need to build them up. So I need to grow them. So by giving them the responsibility, they are growing themselves.
1: Just to make sure that I have been activating my intentional listening, would it be fair to say that you're wanting to support the person to support themselves, to ensure that you're not a helicopter colleague, for want of a better description. (laughs) And also that... It's natural to want to say, to share a story, empathising with a situation that you've been in, but that might distort, flavour, bias their decision. You just need to sit back and literally reflect back what they're telling you.
0: Absolutely. As someone, uh, one of my mentors a long time ago had told me, it's none of my business what others think of me or what other people do. And I use the same kind of mantra in my coaching and mentoring. It's not my business to make the assumption that I can do it for someone else, or that I know what it's like to stand in their shoes. I can empathize through my intentional listening, but it's it's not about me saying, I know what you're feeling. I have to let them know that it's them and so that is what it's about it's all for them it's their space to be heard without my ideas without my perceptions or my bias so that they can actually examine their own perceptions and bias to move forward and
1: therefore know they have the skills when they meet a new problem to tackle that as well
0: Absolutely, and that's what it's all about, is actually applying the skills that they develop or the self-awareness they develop through coaching and mentoring into other areas of their work, home, life. You've been listening to a Core Education Podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational
1: possibilities. De Nārako.